Thank you for listening to the Caleb Hires Podcast. I'm here to help you win the war for love. If you're new here, subscribe or check out my website, calebhires.com, for more resources. In this episode, you're going to hear part two of my interview with Joey Papa, podcaster of the Failed Christian Podcast. And we talk about how the failed Christian concept has changed his relationship with the institutional church and talk about some ways for others to still maintain their relationship in the fellowship of faith. You're saying your relationship and your boundaries towards certain people have changed a little bit in this process. And you obviously the super religious, the legalist, uh, that's nauseating to be around the deconstructionist camp or whatever. It's like, you're not nauseated, but you're not going to be really close. And then there's others who are just like on this journey of humility and path. And not that the others aren't any, aren't humble at all. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not trying to put it in clean boxes, but yeah. have you found a way to kind of like, okay, a safe walking towards relationships or a change in your relationships with individual believers? Because we talked about God, we talked about the church as an institution. What about like with individual believers? Have there been some that have stayed? through? And there, are there been some that you've just, uh, bro, I like not said it out loud, but I love you. I just, we can't have that same deep connection that we had because of where I'm at. Has that happened? And what does that look like if so? Well, I'll say this. One of the biggest lessons I learned by being brought up in Christianity was how to be dishonest. Ha. And I'm not kidding. I'm not even Same. trying to be funny with Same. that. It, it really I'm is sorry. like that. If I was to write an autobiography of my life, my biggest lesson I learned growing up in the church was I learned how to be dishonest with myself, mm-hmm. with other people and with God. And so through this coming to Jesus, literally time in my life, I am committed to be a hundred percent honest And so it's not so much that I don't, um, like I'll end up pulling away from someone. It's more of this is who I am. And if this makes you feel uncomfortable, or if you, we can't actually love each other because we're disagreeing about something in particular, then we'll just naturally go further apart, you know? And that's not to say that I'm not like, (laughs) trust me, very willing for people to correct me or say things to me or whatever and listen to them. But I'm saying like some of the core things about who I am and how I relate to God. Like, you know, for example, I have, I have a friend who ended up deconstructing and leaving the faith and he's going to be on the podcast. I think it's episode six or seven. And now he's an agnostic atheist. Well, Mm. I mean, obviously we don't see eye to eye on my relationship with Jesus, but there's, there's true genuine love there. And I, I mean, him and I will probably be friends until the day we die. So it's not like, I'm like, Oh, you don't believe what I believe. See ya. Um, or, or even that now, all of a sudden he's my missionary project. Like I have to get him to come back, you know, truthfully, the, the love of God will literally just naturally shine through our relationship. I don't have to be so caught up in like, Oh, I need to become an evangelist now to him. And like, no, like, right. And it really comes through authenticity. It comes through and him and I have such raw and honest conversations where I don't change my language. I don't change what I believe about God. One iota. I tell him exactly how I'm telling it to you or to anyone else. Like what I just said publicly is how I would talk to him. He's cool with that. Right. He respects me for that. And I respect him for when he speaks from a place that is authentic and honest to himself. And so, but there are some people, you know, let's say that didn't go that way. And he was really, uh, it would, rub him the wrong way when I was like 
you know, talking about prayer or talking about my love for God, because now he's an atheist. Mm -hmm. Well, we just naturally wouldn't continue to be good friends. Do you know what I mean? Not because I'm like, peace out, man. I can't talk to you anymore. No, it just, we just wouldn't jive together very well. So, right. Yeah, I will say, and there are people in my life that have known me for a very long time. For example, my roommate from college, um, his name's Russ. He's the pastor of the church that I was up at in Charleston. We have very, very different approaches to Christianity in the sense of like our practices. I mean, he's your Charleston boy, like, you know. Bible Belt. Bible Belt, like, you know, white Anglo-Saxon, you know, all that type of thing. Um, I'm not obviously to that degree. Uh, and so, but he has walked with me through most of my life. So he knows my heart and he knows my passion for Jesus and how much I love God that when we have our differences, it's not that big of a deal. It's just like, he knows who I am. And I know that I'm also a bit of a firecracker. I like to stir the pot a bit. Um, no. And so, I I'm very aware of that. And so he'll call me out on things. And actually I feel loved when he calls me out on things because there are certain things that are like just a matter of preference or opinion. And then there's other things where you feel like that person is talking to you because they genuinely love you and are looking out for your best interest, you know? And, right. and so I think my relationship to other believers has changed, but I just feel like as long as both parties are okay with each other being honest we're good. Come on. So good. But religion, I, religiosity tends to be highly dishonest. And so the relationship right. won't last very long. Right. Right. Just talked to my friend, Michael Lombardo about that on this podcast, about breaking out of religiosity um, in the last two episodes. So if you're watching this or listening back, you should go check that out. But yeah, I mean, I think I just heard you describe a book you need to write. Uh, I'm an author. I can't help it. But like, I just heard you outline a book. And the title could be church with a lowercase C church taught me to lie. And then to myself, to others and to God, the three sections of the book, you could totally write that book. Well, and maybe I it'll think, be a, a section in the failed Christian, the book. There you go. You should do it because church taught me to lie. That That is same, bro. Same. I was a porn addict. I I hated myself the whole time. 10 years of that addiction. And I, I had no safe place for confession. Yeah. And I, I, those scriptures like uh, James five would freak me out. Confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. I'm like, wait a minute. Confess my sins. So healing may come. No, if I confess my sin, punishment's coming. Right. More pain's coming. I don't see and people are like, well, that's the discipline of the Lord. Okay, but it never led to healing in any of my examples or surrounding people who confess or whatever. I very few have I found that confess something and were led to healing. So has that been your experience as well as your surroundings? And was that a fear of yours too? Like if I told people what I'm really thinking, I'm not gonna be received, I'm gonna be kicked out, I'll be rejected. I mean, you kind of touched on it already, but yeah. I know that's in the minds of a lot of people. So Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think y- you can attest to this. You didn't know me before I had my breakdown and coming to Jesus moment in my life. But um, I made some decisions a few months ago back in February that would be seen as immoral, sinful, rebellious to some or whatever. 
but I'm so committed to honesty that I called you on the phone and said, yep. Caleb, this is what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm at with it all, but this is what I'm doing. And because I have this like drive in me now to be so honest of, am I afraid of rejection and of judgment? A hundred percent, but I don't care. Like I care mm -hmm. more about freedom than I do about someone else's judgment. Like it's, it's their problem. If they end up having judgments towards me because of that, so be it. You know, I need right. to have a clear conscious before God and within my own self. I lived for so long lying to myself and being mm -hmm. so split in understanding why I had so much anxiety. You know, it's like, because I'm out of alignment with my own mind. Like I'm right. lying to myself about myself and not being able to be truthful. And um, so, yeah, I think it's, and this is what I always tell the people. If you don't have someone in your life that you feel like you can be brutally honest, I don't think there's a lot of people who probably do feel that way. Mm -hmm. You start small, you find someone that you trust and that you know loves you and you love them. And you start small, you start talking about some things that maybe you get a little vulnerable and a little fearful over it, but they're not like this huge issue or problem. And you start right. there and over time, you'll begin to build trust with one another. And then eventually you get more and more comfortable in your own dysfunction. And then you're able right. to talk about it more freely. Um, but I do think that all of us could use an extra dose of honesty, I think, because when you're Come honest on. about your own life, your own struggle, your own pain, quote this one, it is a VIP pass to someone else's heart. Come on. When, for example, when I just, you know, broke down crying and wasn't expecting to, people's hearts, the natural human inclination is to open up to that person. That's right. You see someone in pain, you see someone hurting, you want all of a sudden, all of like your judgments and all that other stuff kind of just melt away because you see the person in their raw state. And I think we all need to learn how to do that a little better on our in our daily lives. It doesn't mean that we're just going to like, you know, shoot our mouth about everything. And that's not on, like that's not honesty either. That's just anarchy. That's ridiculous. Right. right. I'm talking about those things that kind of plague you, you know, a little bit, a little nagging in the back of your head that you know is not right or shouldn't be happening or whatever, and you get yourself right. to tell someone else that loves you, there's so much freedom. Like you said, there's healing in that confession. Yes. Right. So I just feel like there's so much hope on that, Joey. And I think we're going to close with this concept that there's so much hope in that, just that little microcosm of your story there. Um, and I know it more than the rest of your story, like you said, because it's, it's our story. Yeah. Right. But yeah that there is hope for people to have a safe place to be vulnerable to confess to to do that in a true faith community and that there there are people who will walk with you through the fire of your trauma or your self-imposed you know trial and that they, they exist right and i think that message alone needs to get shouted like there are real lovers of god and lovers of people who are not going to judge you. Mm -hmm. You just have to find them. And I, I, I echo the same thing you said. It starts with you just opening, just take one little step, open your heart a little bit and see who responds in, in a healthy way. Right. Yeah. And so it's more complicated than that, but that is a, a simple first step. And so just your closing thoughts on that. And maybe even if you could just pray for those who are here, who feel like they have failed, like they, they will be rejected. Like they have those same fears 
and that they need to find somewhere where they can, uh, you know, not just offload their burden, but like have someone, the Bible says, bear one another's burdens in love, right? So maybe even just pray for those people who are watching this now and later, if you don't mind, and just, just speak to that, that there is, I believe what you're saying is, based on your story, there is hope for people who feel like they've failed to come in and find freedom and not lie to themselves any longer and not have to hold up a masquerade. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it, it starts with those small steps, even within our own selves, you know um, I've learned now that the days that I feel like I've got it all together, it's simply because I'm not paying attention to my own right. self. And so, mm. you know, when we talk about, you don't have to go through trauma. You don't have to go through major tragedy. All you need to do is quiet your heart and say that prayer that David said, search me and know me and see if there be any wicked way within me and lead me into life everlasting. I can't remember the, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, Nailed it. And, and that to me is where it begins. Um, it, there, there is a subconscious pressure again, that I think was taught caught by the church culture that you can't come to God in broken states. And I know no one would ever say that publicly, but it's so strong within Christian culture that somehow that's how people hear it, internalize it and live their life. God is not afraid of your mess. He has been doing this for thousands of years with lots and lots of messed up people. If you don't know who they are, just read the Bible because the Bible itself is brutally honest and does mm -hmm. not hide anything. I mean, it would make people very uncomfortable if those stories were illustrated in a film form. Yes. You could do it authentically to how the text says it. It would not right. be easy, comfortable. We wouldn't have flannel, flannel graph Noah. You know what I mean? It would be very difficult to swallow. Anyway, so it's just allowing our hearts to come before God, even if you don't even know where to begin. It, that, that's a great place to begin. Just saying to God simply, I don't know where to begin search me and know me and see if there be any okay. within me and then be attentive. He'll show you. And sometimes it's not, well, most of the time I would say it's not through an audible voice. Most of the time it's like a small little movement of the heart, or you notice something about yourself throughout your day later on that you normally wouldn't notice and you pay attention to that and then allow the Holy spirit to lead you from there. So good. So good. Would you pray just for the courage to do that Yeah. for everyone watching? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. God, we just come to you and we thank you for your grace. That is so amazing. Um, it just blows our mind. God, I just thank you that you are with all of us, that you are not um, hovering and bearing down on us, condemning us, but that you are God with us. You are Emmanuel yeah. and that you are, you are the long sufferer. You are the one that bears with us through our pain, through our sorrow, through our own stupid mistakes. I thank you that you don't leave us. You don't forsake us. And so I pray for all of us listening and watching, especially those who um, feel like they don't know where to go. They don't know how to even do this thing. I just um, ask God that your Holy Spirit, even now in this moment, would spark a new thought, would spark yeah. a new way of seeing, a new way of thinking, and that, God, you would lead them and guide them through the power of your Spirit, that they would um, learn how to be a broken and a contrite spirit that you don't deny, that no mm -hmm. more shame, no more hiding, no more trying to make things look pretty, but really just allowing those walls in their heart to fall down and expose themselves fully and authentically before you. And God, I know that you you love that 
state of being so much um, and that you will draw close and that you will you will come to people's rescue and you will show them that you are the rescuer and this the the savior and the one who is able to snatch us away from all of those yeah. crazy parts of ourselves and of our world that we live in so i just ask these things in jesus name amen 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 thank you joey really appreciate you being here I want to highlight one more time go to the failedchristian.com if you dare no i'm kidding for the podcast information it's streaming on all platforms you can also follow joey um on tiktok for the failed christian that's one handle there's also joey talks you can go to joeytalks.com for all of his other stuff support him and everything he's doing because he's so good and bro maybe we just need to maybe i'm throwing out i gave you a book idea i'm about to give you another idea your cinematography skills and my writing skills maybe we need to just like start putting out short films of like the real bible tales and Ooh. make them raw and like like unfiltered you want to like, talk about make, making waves and church culture that ain't gonna all we're gonna do is tell the bible story the way it, it reads they don't want to like, hear it trust me <laughs> well maybe the world will show up and the church won't yeah, but hey. sounds like jesus center, to right? me that's right dude just an idea throwing it out here on live hey, stream because hey, hey. that's my style i'm serious we should think about that and talk about yeah, man. that anyway and everyone don't uh, forget caleb is going to be on the field christian this monday so check it out yeah talking about divorce we are because both of us have been divorced and god hates divorce or does he great title great yes. title so yeah follow joey everywhere you can and thank you so much for watching this everybody I want to just say goodbye thank you for tuning in Love you. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Caleb Hires podcast today. I want to help you win the war for love. So go to calebhires.com, sign up for my newsletter, and check out all the amazing resources available there. I'll see you soon.